Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Salt Lake Board of Realtors podcast. This is part three of a three-part series filled with tips on how to enhance your professionalism to increase your success as a realtor. Our panel is made up of three veteran realtors who have been or currently are members of the executive leadership team at the Salt Lake Board of Realtors. Our guests, Sharon Spratley, Scott Robbins, and Steve Perry. Um, any other uh, sort of just pet peeves that, that you have that anything come to mind, Steve, Scott, Sharon? I mean, we've covered a lot of it. My, my biggest pet peeve is over-emotional agents um, and ones that start to bully the transaction and things like that. Because for me, I'm a logical thinker, and so I would hope that the other agent is thinking contract law, logical, that type of way, not uh, being over-emotional. I get how maybe they haven't closed a transaction in a while, and they're strapped for money, and they need this transaction. But then it starts to pull away from, uh, as Sharon said, the fiduciary duty. You know, they're getting too desperate for this transaction to happen. And let's go back to what's in writing and, and how it's supposed to go, right? I think we also kind of on the other side of things is um, our buyer agency. Oh, that's a good one. So, and this happened just recently to an agent in my office, and she was in my office in tears. She had worked extensively with a buyer, got their credit up for months, worked with this uh, client, and then the client and signed a buyer broker and found out later on that they had closed with someone else. I think it's super important that when someone comes into an open house or calls on your listing, that you ask them, are they working with another agent? And have they entered into a buyer broker agreement? Because you can be subjecting that client to a double commission. She had a buyer broker with them. She could have gone after it. So be cognizant. That's a really big deal, agency, and uh, confirm it. And, and don't step on toes. When I was serving on the professional standards, you see that a lot, um, that infringement of a buyer agency. Right. It still happens a lot. It does. So especially if, you're gonna, if your clients are going to go in to see a builder with new construction, um, yeah. you have to educate them to yeah. say, let them know that you are being represented. Have a business card that you're going to give to them. If you're going to register, if they're going to, because they're going to pop in open houses and new construction model homes without you, it's just sure. going to happen. Sure. But you have to educate and teach your client on how to handle those how situations. What the process is. Just yeah. what the process is. Exactly. Wholeheartedly yep. agree. I think there needs to be a little bit more education done with with the buyer's agent with their buyer. That's probably the kind of thing you only really. Um, forget to you, you kind of get burned one time and after that you, it becomes a real yeah, part you of learn, right. yeah you, you, learn you don't forget to encourage right. people not to have to go through the pain yeah. of it the one time um, to get it figured out is it a matter right. of just having um, that conversation with the client when you sit down to kind of lay out the expectations mm-hmm. to what extent do you do that and what, what have you found to be helpful in, in that general practice I think you do just what you did you before you put them in the car you go hey let's just this is how the process is here's how I work here's you know, we go look at something and, you know, if you see something that, you know, is either for sale by owner or something that you haven't, that I haven't shown you, we've got to make sure how, what that process is and how it works. And um, it's just having a conversation because most, I would say most buyers don't really know that. They just go, oh, it's a house. Let's just right. go look at it. Why can't right. we just knock on the front door? It, yeah, it's not a difficult conversation at all. Yeah. 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 
and you've, you've had success then when you've taken the time to sit down with the client yeah. and lay that out that it that it and i think because they don't know the process like you no do, and there are they things don't. you're supposed to think about that they yeah. would but i think that also goes back to the professionalism we're like here's here's the process here's how we work here's the da, 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 da. you kind of lay it all out there and they get it you know but it yeah. just shows how professional you are yeah instead of like yeah just call me if you see a house yeah right well okay so we've talked a lot today so far about sort of your interaction with clients and uh, I think to a large extent your interaction with other agents and how some of those those little elements of professionalism can improve those relationships. Are there other relationships uh, you know, with, with the folks you have to deal with when it comes to closing and lending and all of these other be, – beyond just sort of the client and the other agent, are, are there other, any tips you would have for those other relationships uh, that are essential to making all of these – process is successful i think we've said it numerous times but communication communication <laughs> communication yeah, yeah. all right stay in the loop stay in the loop stay in your file uh know your contract we do a lot of business where it's free don't we do a ton of work and we don't get paid for uh, it i think we can all agree when we are doing business we get paid a fairly good sum of money and we should be looking at our contract knowing that contract and implementing it so that's the crux yeah. of doing a good job know your contract make sure it comes to fruition in the way that it's written this happened to me i think it was on monday or tuesday i'm the listing agent and the deadline for financing is tuesday this coming tuesday and the appraiser has not been out yet so i call the buyer's agent I'm like hey you've got literally five days for financing no appraisal's been done and they're like really Hmm. I, you know, and I'm like, yeah, and they've had three and a half weeks to do it. You know, praise is going out today, but it's like, I had to alert her. Hey, this is your client, your client's lender, you know, yeah. get me an appraiser. <laughs> so you have to kind of make sure that the process, you have to continue to prod things yeah. along the whole time. Yeah. I, that, that brings me to this question. Cause I know, and again, just speaking from limited personal experience, not as a real estate professional, but someone who's, gone through the home buying process a few times. I always found it super helpful um, to sort of always have the agent say, here's where we are in the process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, got to do these yeah. 50 things. Here we are on this We're done path. with this. These right. are the things we're looking at in the immediate future. Here's where we are. How much, how much is that uh, proven to be helpful to you and your relationship with clients? Hugely helpful. It's everything, right? We're educating them. They, they, they may never take a first-time homebuyer. They don't know what to expect. I think as we write the contract, we need to set, this is the first thing we'll do. This is the second thing we'll do. And, mm-hmm. and explain yeah. that contract to them. We, I think we sometimes forget, because we're a little bit jaded. We've done 30 transactions this year, possibly. Um, so you, it just is business for you. But again, this is that life moment for them. Mm-hmm. They haven't done it maybe ever so you need to step back and think of it as the first time you've done it walk them through that contract walk them through the process this is what it looks like that's our perfect world in real estate yeah absolutely you have to do that and just to add on to what Sharon's saying is you have to actually take the preliminary title report and read it (laughs) and make sure that that there's no liens on the houses or the right people are on On title. title You know, to move forward because I've had I've had situations where 
uh, somebody else's on title and uh, because it's a trust or something like that. And if that's the case, then you have to get all the right signatures and you have to do it the right way and things like that. So mm-hmm. Sharon's right. You absolutely have to go through the whole process with each and every client as if they were brand new. And you said something brand new, too, in the sense that maybe someone has bought and sold numerous homes, but they haven't sold a home in, let's say, eight years. Yeah. Things right. have changed in eight years. Right. And so you, The contract's changed. The contract's changed. So you just got to say, hey, here's where we are. Here's what the next step is. Here's what the next step is, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, yeah you yeah. just got to walk through the game plan Yeah, yeah. every Th- time. Because things do change. In the things eight change. years between my two home purchases, uh, suddenly I was – signing pdfs on my phone as oh, opposed yeah. to yeah. you know right. when, when can we meet and how do we yeah. meet so i can sign the paper or whatever for each, right. each addendum to the contract so right. really great information i, I want to just give you one last time around the table see if there's anything that we haven't gotten to uh that you would like to mention that that one pet peeve or the one thing that man if people do this i love them till they die um let's let's just go around the table let's go reverse order let's start with Steve this time. i'll start one of my things that uh, can make a situation good or bad is uh, working with a lender. So let's say you have your own preferred lender and you've used that lender for all these transactions for years and everything, and you know and you're used to the system and that uh, that they do. And you know it's going to be a smooth transaction if they use your lender, right? But let's say they're pre-qualified or they come in with somebody else. And then it kind of, you have to really massage and not just allow that lender to just do their thing because then all of a sudden your system's rocked in a way that you're not used to and so if their lack of communication or or, or communication is different then it's going to make the transaction different or if they're a broker and they're trying to you know broker the deal out still and they're not communicating with you it makes the situation and the transaction just so much harder so it's go ahead and go with your client if they'll allow you to uh, to meet with this new lender, right? Because it's somebody you don't know. Because the more education you have with them and can teach them, because if they're brand new and they're just using Uncle Bob, who's a lender, right? Who has, and you don't know how his systems work. So it's important for you to stay on top of it and still massage that whole transaction, especially if it's somebody that's not on your team that you're not used to. Biggest mistake I've ever made is not going with my realtor's preferred Ooh. lender. Personally, almost cost me the house that I ultimately got yeah. into. But, wow. uh, I mean, just as you mentioned that, I think I started to sweat. <laughs> it was like PTSD from that process. Sure. It was it was the worst, and, and uh, you know, the agent was great. But at the end, she said, I'm sorry this was such a pain. Uh, you know, it hit so many hurdles. I, I, we really wouldn't have if we got with my, my guy right. or yeah. my gal or whoever yeah. it was. Right. But, so I, I yeah, can't give you enough exactly. of a, a yeah. non-realtor yeah. amen to what you just yeah. said. Right there. So the problem is that it's out of our control, the lending is. The realtors have nothing to do with lending generally. And so you hope and wait and make sure that it's going to try to be as smooth as possible. But you've all got a a guy or a gal who you've worked with a lot. A couple of guys you've worked with that you have a preference on. Yeah. Uh, Scott, any any final pet peeves? I've got a couple things. Run down the list. (laughs) I, I wrote on here, know the rules and be educated. So, I mean, no, you can't give your key out. Um, you know, I get this a lot where if it's a multiple offer situation, the seller is the one who has to decide if we say it is a multiple offers. And, you know, they get to decide if they just want to go with one offer or do a multiple offer notice. And agents think that if there's multiple offers, I've got to tell everybody there's multiple offers. And so you got to kind of know the process. Um, don't write offers on three homes when they know they can only afford one. 
because you're just wasting other people's times and emotions. Um, you know, make sure the money is where the money is coming from in the sense that if if mom is gifting ten thousand dollars for the down payment, that's fine. But does mom want to see every house? Because you know, I've had situations where they're like, "Yeah, we love this house." It's under contract. Well, then four days later, mom comes and looks at it and says, I don't like this house. Well, now mom's getting in the car with us every time we're going to look at houses. You know, just you got to know those processes. Um, the other thing I have is social media. I don't know if we want to go down that rabbit hole. Curtis, the CEO, says, yes, we do. Yeah, yes, we do. <laughs> um, I think it's crazy that we have some social media uh, pages where agents are asking the realtor community what they should do in certain situations. And I, my first reaction I is agree. call your broker because they're, they're trying to get – they have a problem with whatever, an, an offer or whatever it is, and they put it out there to yep. the Facebook. Yep. Yeah, and all these people comment, and I go, where's your broker? Call them. I mean, right. that, that that's your first call. It's okay to say – Man, I had this unique experience, and you know what would somebody else do? And and I learned from it how. But but they're asking just basic general questions, and I'm like, man, you've you're gonna call your broker immediately. And then what's even scary is when other agents give comments, and it's the wrong thing. Right, right. So it happens all the time. It right happens now. all the time, and and I just go, man, what are the you know? And it goes back to that point of building confidence, right? I mean. Yeah. If you're sort of, <laughs> if you're my agent and I'm saying, "Hey, help me through," I've hired you to help me through yeah. this process, and I stumble across on Facebook that you're going, "Hey, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Can, yeah. you, can you help? Anybody me help this? me with this? Right. Um, that's not uh, Facebook's not necessarily private. <laughs> no. <laughs> Some of those things can kind of yeah. be out there. That's an interesting that, one. That's, that's a, a little point, scary. Scott. And last thing I just want to say, I think one of the things that is so unique about our industry and profession is, you know, we talk about being professional we are one of the only industries where we need each other i can't sell a house unless steve brings a buyer you know i could have a great plumbing business but i'm working directly with the public we need each other in order to have a successful close period end of story and so i think if people really kind of think about that that we need each other to really make it work i mean maybe we can get a little bit better professionalism or get along a little bit better but we're th there's no other real profession that does that attorneys go right to the client doctors go right to the client right we need other fellow realtors to be successful yeah. period yeah. yeah the best correlation yeah. i keep thinking of is just a sports agent right? yeah <laughs> you yeah know, they got to cut a deal between a team and an athlete yeah and exactly there's sort of a matter of protect your client but also get the deal done and get the best deal for everyone yeah. Um, it's it, the amount of soft skill that goes into what you all do, I think, is extraordinary. Clearly, uh, the better you get at those things, at those elements, uh, the more successful you'll be. Sharon, did you have any others you wanted to add? Um, I was just going to say that I think that we need to make sure and uh, know our forms. We've got a great forms committee. Yeah. And they work really hard and diligently to make sure we have the forms that are available to us. We're not lawyers. Um, so we shouldn't be creating contracts. So use the forms that are available to us. And kind of piggybacking on what Scott said, stay 
attuned to what's happening in the market, the mm -hmm. various things right now, wire fraud's rather rampant. Oh, that's huge. So right. make sure you're using, you, so stay informed. Use your forms that are out there. They've been created for your benefit. Throughout our discussions uh, over these episodes, we've, we've heard uh, trust, confidence, respect, courtesy, and communicate, communicate, communicate. Uh, all those soft skills that I think can, can take, uh, whether it's someone who's been in, in the real estate game uh, for a short time or for a longer time, a chance to, to evaluate how well they do in those uh, specific areas and uh, get better at it to better serve their clients and to, to better interact with their fellow real estate professionals. Thanks so much for a great discussion. Uh, Scott Robbins, Sharon Spratley, and Steve Perry, thanks for sharing some insight with us. Appreciate it very much. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Thank you. That's it for this episode. We hope you'll subscribe to the podcast and help spread the word. If there's a topic you're interested in, hey, let us know. You can hit us up on Twitter at SL Realtors or on Facebook at facebook.com slash SL Realtors.